Hello and welcome back to Systems Within Systems Presents The Way of Violent Realization. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about expectation and the symbol of the empty cup. So, when I started with you guys in the martial arts, I had some expectations as to what I would be able to do and what I wouldn't be able to do. Right. And I found when I let go of those, it was a lot easier for me to just learn the kung fu. Why? <laughs> oh, we're looking at me. Okay. Um, well, when you come in with an expectation, um, it's good to have goals. Let's start with that. You're always going to have goals, and you want something to work towards. Um, but you don't want to lock yourself in. If you tell yourself you can't move a certain way, you're, you're probably not going to be able to move that way. <laughs> so you're like, oh, I... Or if you feel you're better than something or you're just not ready for it, your mentality is going to affect your movement. It's just the way it is. And your movement can affect your mentality. It's the same thing. It goes both ways. But when you come in with that sort of uh, expectation, you're like, oh, I'm going to be throwing, I don't know, spinning, hook, dragon, flippy kicks in a month. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, just, and you don't meet your expectations... It, it doesn't feel good. And then you start, all that energy that's going into the training and stuff starts working in the other direction. It's working against you. Um, Say, well. Well, when I have students come in, or anybody that's new that comes into the school, one of the things I first say to them, um, or anybody, is, um, you know, expectations can work in, in two ways, first of all. You can have an expectation of, Success, you can also come in and have an expectation of failure. Expectation doesn't mean that I have an expectation I'm going in and that it's got to be great. You also have an expectation, well, things usually don't turn out great for me. So I will go into this situation or training or whatever it is that I'm doing and uh, prepare for failure <laughs> before I even start. So you can have an expectation uh, that isn't positive, you can also have an expectation that's negative. You know, like, oh, this, uh, so you're not disappointed uh, if you, you know, you give yourself a back door right. out. And that doesn't e coexist with motion and movement and movement uh, uh, through whatever it is that you're trying to do. You know, that causes stagnation or stagnant chi. Okay. So the first thing that I'll say to somebody when you come in is not to have any expectations, but not to lose your expectations either. Just go into the situation that you're in, whatever it may be, and learn from that situation. Then when you come out of that, wherever it is, whether you're in a class, you're running a class, you're in school, you're lifting weights, whatever it may be, when you go in, go in with an empty mind and a blank piece of paper and have something new to write down on that blank piece of paper. So if you're not performing as well, or if you perform really well, you know, it, it's irrelevant. It's all a process of motion and movement. Then you bowed into that. When you leave, or when you're going off the mat, we'll just say, whatever your mat may be, your mat may be your job, your mat may be your family, your mat may be, you know, uh, uh, school, Whatever the goal or expectation may be, you walk in with an empty piece of paper. You walk on that mat 
wanting to learn something, not trying to prove anything to anybody. You may look around the room and see other people performing or doing something, or people that you respect that you can absorb from, you can collect data and information from, and then you just, you're just there. When you leave that mat, when you walk off that mat, then you bow back into yourself. And that's when you assess everything that's happened. You don't get discouraged and you don't feel, wow, I did great, because that also allows you to deflate because that's a favorite sword. So if a person has a favorite sword, I have this one punch or this one move that always works. And then all of a sudden you meet somebody that disarms that move and you don't have another sword to use. You're deflated. You've Mm. lost. You can't you have no more movement in your life. So I don't understand people. But I could see the glitches in people when they, I could see the anger and the things come up when things don't go their way. Because they're so bowed into the situation that they haven't learned from that situation at all. And therefore, it it just stagnates. It it stagnates their growth. It becomes like a cesspool. Right. Where they They get fixated on one thing. and, and, and And it invades in every venue of their life. It invades in everything that they try to do. Hmm. It invades with their family. It invades with their attitude. It invades with their personality. You know, it's like, oh, I just always want things going great. <laughs> I just always want it to go good, you know, and therefore they're, they're losing the meaning of adventure. They're losing the meaning of life, of growth, of learning. So if you're going into an atmosphere, say if you got a person that has natural movement, well, we'll let's talk about... Uh, the martial arts a little bit. So you got a guy that comes in and really has to work <laughs> to get everything they've got to get. And then another person comes in and they just have natural ability. They're a gymnast. They're swimmers. Right. They play basketball. They just have this ability to catch on to things quickly. And uh, they leave feeling that, oh, boy, I, I performed really well. And that's just an illusion in, in, in when you're really faced in a combat situation. Because things are very different when you jump into the water. You know, like when you're really experiencing something. If somebody's in front of you that wants to murder you, mm. it's a whole different ball game than just performing well. Where the other guy that's struggling and straining more and doesn't have as high expectations of himself, you know, is in there just really trying to gain information, trying to get good at, is really, uh, it doesn't come easy to them. So when they're standing in front of a situation, they're really taking into account everything that they've learned and being able to really execute what it is that they've learned a lot better than a guy that comes so natural to. And both people have, you know, expectations, both positive and negative. Hmm. So again, getting back to expectations, there's positive expectations and there's negative expectations. There's a duality to it. We always see expectations as being, well, I'm going in and I want to lose weight. I mean, how many people join gyms with the whole idea that they're going to, one of the big things about gyms, you know, I'll sign up for a year and they never show up. Yeah. You know, they have this expectation, they show up for like the first week and then that's it. And then that's because there's an expectation that isn't being met. You know, they can, I'm going to stop eating meat or I'm going to I'm going to change my diet and they can't do it because they go in with an expectation and not really learning anything from it. 
Are they already going? Well, I'm going to go in, but there's a slight chance that I can fail. It's like, I believe in God. Do I believe in God? Well, I'm just going to pray just in case there is a God, <laughs> you know, and uh, just in case so I could say, well, you know, I, I, I did pray to you, you know, yeah. but there was nothing in it. There was no movement or no meaning behind it. So when you go on, the, the basic lesson is when you go onto the mat, you bow in onto that mat of knowledge and learning. You learn from that environment. Then when you leave, you bow out of that mat. And whether it went well or not well, that's when you assess all the things that you are and pull it into your being. That's the systems within systems. Just because the hand isn't working right doesn't mean that the other hand isn't working right. Or if the leg is wounded, doesn't mean that you practice punching. If your back is bad, doesn't mean that you practice within your mind the forms and stuff that you're doing. You know, however, are you read more? Are you right. assess more? You gather info. But when you go onto a mat, you go onto with new expectations. You go on to a blank with a new piece of paper. And that allows for a creative atmosphere, a creative you. And it may not be the way that you want it to be. But when you leave, you can accept that. You know, because there's a different part of you that's doing something there. And then when you leave, you go, okay, this is what I need to do next time. This is what I need to improve on. This is what I need to see. And then when you come back, you come back more prepared. So that's in the process of learning so if you come in with an expectation that i'm going to do really really good here or if you come in with an expectation and you're looking around the room and you see other martial artists that are just blowing you away like mm. man that guy looks really scary <laughs> or look at that guy move <laughs> or watch this guy doing what he's doing then you're not you're not gathering information you're already going in well i want to be a tough guy and you may already be a tough guy you're going i am a tough guy and then somebody a little guy like myself comes up to you and throws something at you. You go, uh, uh, what happened there? You know, like right. I, I had an expectation that I would be able to stop this and I can't. Well, how, how can this guy do that? And you get, you know, disenchanted. I mean, doesn't that go into the ego? I mean, you have this, you have this what you are and you have this image of yourself and they don't always line up. So if all your strength is in that, that ego image... And as you say, a little guy like you comes along and kind of shatters it. It is, it is pretty traumatic. Yeah, I would think that's just all part of the human experience. When you talk about ego, uh, there's conflict in ego. You know, there's conflict with yourself because you have an expectation, as yeah. we were talking about, of your ego. And you would like to see that come into play. You, you listen to all other people's success stories, mm -hmm. you know, and... We, we hear that and we kind of want to be a part of that. We don't right. write our own success. We don't write our own story. Right. You know, it's already been written by what we feel we would like it to be or what we see other people's lives as being, you know? Well, I think that goes more into what you're talking about with the gym. They have the expectation, like, I'm going to go in there and lose all this weight. But when they, they see the reality of how much work goes into losing that weight. <laughs> right. And it's the same thing with the success. Like, I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs talk, and they say, most of them say the same thing. They go, if I knew how much work it was going to be, I probably wouldn't have gone into it at first. Right. Because they just, 
fortunately, they, they were present. They were in the moment when they were doing it. And they had movement. Yeah. They kept moving. You know, they didn't let the uh, pitfalls right. uh, stop them from uh, trying to achieve what it is that they wanted to achieve. But their goals have probably they, changed. They still had, the, yeah, they still had like the end goal, but they, they would adapt it. Yeah, and the, the end goal doesn't actually sometimes, many times, doesn't turn out the way that you think the goal was when you first started going into right. it. Right. You know, and it, and, and, it, and it becomes something completely different. But yeah. that's how you grow and learn from it. So uh, the idea, especially in dealing when, when a student comes up to me and this, or somebody new, I, the first thing I would say is, look, when you bow in, you bow onto the mat, leave everything that you have in your head outside of that. And come in empty. So therefore, there's no disappointment. If you're not performing as well, or if somebody's in front of you and they just, you just feel like, wow, this guy treats me like I'm a five-year-old. Like he moves against me and I just, I can't deal with it. Right. You know, and then you walk away feeling depressed about it. That's because you have an expectation of who and what you should be. And you have to be opened up again to, to the truth of what's really happening. So when you let your expectations go, you're able to see and analyze, you know, what's really happening with you when you leave the mat. And then you take that and you process it. And then when you come back, you come back a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser. But if you come in with expectations and they're not met, then you're going to fail. I don't know if in the last... Uh, podcast that we did, but a, a good example of that was when I took uh, singing lessons. Mm. And I went for singing lessons, and the guy that was teaching me uh, singing, because, uh, you know, I've been a musician for a long time in my life, and I was going to make that a professional career before I pulled out of it. But I took singing lessons, and I had a very wide range of vocals. You know, I can sing opera, and I can sing tenor. So it was kind of unique the way my voice is, right? And we're taking these lessons and we got all these people in there and it's very hard. So the, the singer, the teacher uh, actually that we had was one of the teachers that uh, taught Billy Joel singing. Okay. And, and this is going back a lot of years. I don't know who his name was, but we always in there with a small group. And I'm not the, the most, uh, you know, uh, stage type of guy, you know, get up <laughs> on stage and sing. But here I am in with this in this small class and we all had to sing to the teacher. Right. He, he says, I pick a song. So I picked a Billy Joel song because it, you know, is kind of a hard song to sing. There's a lot of this, that, and the other. And I sung. He said, that's good. We got to work on this and the other thing. And this other guy that was in there, he pulls out his guitar mm -hmm. and he sings this song and he sang really well. Yeah. You know, he sang well. He had his guitar and it was a song that he wrote. Yeah. So then the teacher goes, that's great. That sounded really good. Now I want you to sing this. And he gives him another song for, I say, Billy Joel. I don't forget who it was. Yeah. And the guy was all out of whack. He, could, he couldn't hit the notes. He couldn't sing the different fluctuations, right. all that. In fact, he got so upset, he threw his guitar back in the box, in his guitar case, and ran out of the studio. And I'm, I was sitting there, and I was there with a... a uh, uh, another guy and two girls and we were just kind of dumbfounded like this guy yeah. just had a temper tantrum, he had a meltdown and left that's because he had an expectation right so when he sang where he was comfortable he was good this is what the teacher explained to him. he was good but when he took him out of his comfort zone 
and had him sing something else, he couldn't perform the way that he wanted to perform. And therefore, the teacher, you know, says he gets that all the time. No, I believe that. He gets that all the time, that they have this expectation, I'm good, and then when it's shattered, you know, and he's embarrassed by it, he runs out. When that would be the point, hey, man, wow, I just learned something here. I need to work on my, you know, the, the, the different voice structures. I need to mm-hmm. breathe differently. I need to get something out more. I may not be able to sing this particular song the way that the song was originally coming out with sang it, but yeah. I could sing it in a different way with a different tone. You sing it with your voice. And he, he couldn't. Yeah. It was terrible. You know, it, it really was bad. <laughs> you know? And it's funny because you're singing. When we had to sing, uh, we had to sing without any any instruments. Any and instruments definitely helps you you follow along with it. Mm-hmm. But when he had to sing without an instrument, you're just sitting there and you're just singing it's solo. Rough. I can't tell you how hard that is. I've done Especially it. when you're it's singing rough. in front of a teacher, you know? I've done and that I was too. I was young, you know, I was like in my twenties, you know, and I'm like, whoa. And this guy just storms out of there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <laughs> what? Now that we're on this, let me, let, me, let me come in and ask you something. So if we got the expectations, and let me bring another factor into it, like experience. So from the perspective of your, the singing teacher, the vocal coach, he, I don't know if it was necessarily an expectation, but after he heard the first guy, that guy with the guitar sing, he probably thought something was up. He's like... Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, but that's he the knew thing. that but this that's guy experience. Yeah, right to his experience. He was in the trenches. But if he if he asked the guy to sing another song and he sang it perfectly, he would have let go of that expectation. He's like, oh, okay. I tested it and it was wrong. He would have put it down and be like, oh, okay, you're good. And they would have moved on. But he knew. But he, he just he just seen too much. He's seen too much. So my question is, like, how do you... When does the balance of expectation and experience come into play? Like, well, that would be up to the teacher who's ever running the class. You coming into any class. Well, no, I just mean as an individual. Like, if I feel I have enough experience in a certain situation, like, is is my expectation necessarily? Is the experience I have enough? Like, how do how do I know? Like, what if I make the you have to call? open up to all new experiences? Okay, so you just so have to be adaptable. You have to be adaptable. When I was training. Uh, I finished 19 years of training. And then at the end of that, I was kind of done with my training. But I wanted to learn some weapon forms. So I went to this guy to learn uh, weapon forms, uh, which were like sword forms, staff forms, stuff like that there. And it was stuff I didn't really have interest in as far as... uh, as far as using them to the forms that I already do or the weapons that I know. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to, you know, get into some different type of movement. He was a he was Wushu, and he was very, very good at what he did. So here I am, uh, a guy that's been training for 19 years, finished up my Tai Chi, everything, and I'm training in front of this guy that does these forms and stuff. My point is, is that when I went onto that mat, I practiced exactly what I said. I completely emptied out and became humbled to that situation. So this guy, when I was doing the movements and stuff, I was just really practicing the moves. I didn't do anything showy. I didn't say, oh, I got 19 years and uh, I could do this and I could do that. I just became adaptable to that environment. So 
I didn't try to prove anything. I didn't try to say, well, this is what I am. It came in with the full package. Mm. I really opened up to something, you know, completely new. And it was funny because the guy trained me for, for a while. We trained for like three or four months, maybe longer, maybe six months. And I was doing staff form with him and stuff like that. And I really wasn't that great at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just doing it to just do it and learn it. And he was really into what he was doing. Like, I learned whip chain and stuff like that. And <laughs> whip chains hit me in the head. And I'm moving around. But I also didn't go home and practice it. It was something I just wanted to add to movement. I wanted to understand that that side of the art a little bit. Because <clears throat> everything I do is Mortal Kombat. Okay. And then we stood in front of each other after everything was over. And I made some moves on him. He says, whoa, what is that? It's like, you're like two different people. Like, here I'm training you. Like, I didn't, you're really that good? Which made me feel kind of good. He goes and go, go, yeah, he says, I would have never known that. Like, when you came into here, you just came in and you just did what you did. I, 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 I thought you couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time, you know? And, and you're, you know, like doing these weapon forms and stuff. And I said, well, that's because, you know, I'm in a learning atmosphere. What I take and how I adapt it to myself when I leave this mat well, I handle this sword form that you taught me differently than what you showed me. Right. You know, I handle the staff form differently than what you showed me. He goes, well, let me see the way you do it. And then I did it. And he goes, well, that's what? <laughs> you know? So he was in shock. Yeah. <clears throat> and my point was, is it shocked me too. But it also allowed me to see that I, I practice what I preach. Where if I was there, I was new, I had no expectations, I didn't. Have and I, I didn't come in with all that experience to say here I am. Now it's different if I come into a class I'm teaching it, yeah, or I have to show something. But if I walk into something where it's a learning atmosphere, I go completely blank. I come in and I really try to to see what's going on, but I don't come and I don't bring all my experience being in the trenches in it. I'm there to learn something new take it out, analyze it, and then when I leave, I bow back into myself and I add it to me. Okay. And that's the systems within systems. Okay. So you're talking about internalization. When you make it a part of you, you integrate it the way it has to work for you. Right. You okay. express it. But when you're but there... When you're you, learning it, you're learning it on right. their terms. That's right. Because it's you, their mat. You do it on their mat. Okay. You may disagree. And there was stuff I disagreed with. If I'd be training in Hungar and I'm taking this stance and I'm doing it 30 times, it was 50, 60, 70 times with the instructor, you know, and it's, that's still not right. And I'm saying, man, this is not me, but okay. And finally he'll say, oh, you got it. There you go. Just stay that way. And then I will make sure when I go back onto the mat that I'm doing it that way, the way that he is teaching it to me. Mm -hmm. But when I leave it, then I bring myself and my personality into it. Okay. As it's deserved to be. I mean, as it's evolved enough, if I've evolved enough to bring it into that with all the other information of who and what I am. Right. It has to become a part of you before you can... Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then if I was, say, to stand in front of that uh, individual, like the last story I just told you, mm. and then they see you move and they go, what is that? you're like a totally different person. You know, it's because at that point, you're respecting where you're at, you don't have an expectation, and you're there to learn. You know, and that 
atmosphere. If you have an expectation for business or you have an expectation of what you want to do in your business or how you want to become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, you have to be ready for combat. Right. You have to, if you're going with an expectation that everything's going to work well, uh, we just had a problem with the computer, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't working right. And um, because the sound wasn't coming out right. And we had an expectation that, well, why isn't this not working right? We'll just right? plug it in and start. <clears throat> it doesn't work that way. you got to work things out. And Kenny, our tech guy, just learned something about the computer. He learned something more. He added something new. He probably learned that, well, I'm not going to buy this computer. But the thing <laughs> is, is that, you know, he, he grew from it. But if you have an expectation, why isn't this working right? Then you get all frustrated, you get angry, and, and nothing is gained from it. You know, because everything should just run smooth. Right. So, and anybody that's gone into any business or anything that they're trying to do, I don't know. It's like a we hear everybody else's world that, oh, yeah, this is what I did. It was great. But they had to take so much work to get there. They don't tell you that. Hmm. They don't tell you about all the pitfalls that they had and all the trip-ups that they had and all the things that happened. They just had, I think, success is the ability. They just had the ability to keep moving. Right. You know, to not let anything stop them from what it was that they are trying to do. Therefore, they had true passion in what they were doing. It wasn't a lie. And they were able to face the truth of themselves and say, okay, I failed here, I failed here, but I'm going to still keep moving. And they follow it through to maybe, maybe to never accomplish it at all. But they keep following it through. And that, to me, is success in itself. You know? Um, but if you come in with an expectation of how you're going to perform or what's going to happen, I think you've already lost. You know, if you're sitting in a, uh, let's talk about fighting. If you're okay. in a bar and you sit down and there's this huge dude sitting next to you and you're doing your whatever you have in your martial art and you're looking at this guy and you're facing reality and he's just a mean looking dude and you go, man, if that guy ever grabbed me, I, what would I do? Would my kung fu actually work? Or, or would I be able to get out of it? Or I'd be in a lot of trouble. You've already lost. You've already lost because you put yourself in a situation where you had an expectation of yourself. If you come in and you go empty, hey, when a person comes at you and they're going to do something and you just perform and you just do what you have to do, then that's when you're truly acting through your experiences or your abilities. You're bringing them, you're bringing them to the front. <clears throat> and you may lose. You may knock you out. You may hit something. If you wait, survive it, you, you've learned something from it. You know, hmm. and you can grow from it. And then you go to your sifu or your teacher and you ask about a scenario of the situation or you try to you try to see how you got to deal with it, you know, and you naturally get better. But expectations, uh, they stifle, they, they slow you down. And like I said earlier, you can have a negative expectation, not even knowing that you already are going in, have an expectation that you're already set up for failure. Like, if that big guy grabs me, I'm done. Or you can have a positive expectation. You go, if that guy grabs me, I'm going to do this. And then he grabs you, and you don't do, you're yeah, in trouble. You can't do that. Then, yeah. then you lived an illusion. Yeah. You know, like, it's not real. You know, like you really can't do it. Like, you're brought into shock, you know? It's like this one video I saw where Chi's supposed to leave the body. And um, 
Uh, this one, I think I watched it with Ben. Ben showed it to me. And uh, this one guy was able to manipulate people's movement through through channeling his chi through them. And you see the people that are flying or falling, and he just touched them and they fly. So he, he got with this um, a UFC guy or like some MMA, fighter, MMA yeah. fighter. And the MMA fighter said, this is nonsense, right? And the guy goes, all right. So the, well, the guy that was yeah. doing it really believed that he could do it. The MMA fighter was just not this great fighter. It was just a guy that fought he MMA. He was willing to stand in front of him. Right. And he hit the guy. <laughs> And the guy went down. He went, and the guy he hit, and then he stopped. He pulled back, and you know I'm not saying this guy. And then he comes back and he hits him again, and the guy went down. And he's like in pain. He's hurting. And two things that taught me, you know, the one thing that it taught me is that, you know, like the guy that was doing this really believed that he could do it. Now he yeah. faced some guy that really wasn't very talented, just a tough guy, and just nailed him. And just nailed him again. And the guy that hit him goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and felt really bad yeah. about hitting him. Like, oh, the fighter felt bad. The it's fighter like, felt bad. Uh, like, oh wow! Like he didn't expect it, and the, the fighter himself didn't expect it. Well, maybe there is something to this. This guy could stop me, and he just laid him out. And really, the fighter himself wasn't a great fighter. He was just this tough, you know. He Tough. came in and just bam, bam, and yeah. then he hit him again, and it, it was like it was drop, it was like dropping, like we dropped a bomb on Japan, but then we dropped another bomb. We had an insult to injury, you know, like, you know, like, why did we do that? And it was because we didn't have enough knowledge not to do it. And the guy goes like this, okay, so he hits this guy, and then he hits him again, yeah. and he goes, wait a minute, the first hit was probably enough, yeah. and he hits him again, and the guy's down, and he goes, oh. Well, wait a minute. I was I was waiting for him to to stop me, but it didn't stop. And there you go. There's there's a there's an expectation that the guy had, and also an expectation that the other guy had that well maybe he can stop me. You know, maybe right. he it, it, maybe he can not have uh, me hit him, and maybe he can direct me. But it neither thing happened, and they both were shocked by the outcome. Yeah, positive. And negative expectations, you know, coming into play. So when you walk onto the mat or any learning thing or anything that you're trying to do in business, don't go in, have a have an idea where you want to go, but go in with movement, not expectations. Because if you go in with movement, then you're able to keep moving even if you get damaged. If your arm is damaged, you know, you could still use your other arm. If your leg is damaged, you can still use your arms. You know, like you could still keep motion and movement in the process. Right. You know, I mean, if you look at a person that's a, a martial artist, if all of a sudden you got in a car accident and you became crippled from the waist or from the neck down, does that stop the martial art? Does that stop your movement? Well, yes. It stops the movement of your body. It stops the movement that you can't perform anymore. But you do have alternatives. There are other things that you can do and take the martial art in a different way. And does it stop the movement in your mind? I mean, could you imagine that happening to any one of us? All of a sudden, you put all this time in and you can't go fishing anymore, Glenn. You know, but you can if you adapt to it. I lived a little bit of that last year. Yeah, yeah because then if you guys ever experience injuries like... Like, you go when you have no injury and you brush your teeth. 
But then you have an injury and you go to brush mm-hmm. your teeth and all of a sudden you're mindful like, wow, I can't, I have to use my other hand. And then your other hand, you know, the toothbrush goes up your nostril. <laughs> you know, like, how hard is this to do? It's just switching my hand. You can brush well on one side, but you can't right. brush well on the other side. It's like when you reach for a doorknob, you always reach with your right hand. Well, if you start start with your left hand, you start short-circuiting a little bit. When you first start <laughs> taking your step, you're walking up the stairs, you always start your first step with your right foot. What if you started with your left foot? Right. And you became mindful then I'm going to start with my left foot. Then that's adding something to you. You know, it's starting to create a new platform. That's movement. That's motion. That's not expectation. I think expectations uh, work both work positively and negatively. If you take an expectation and you change it to a direction, okay. You, train, you change it to this is where I would like to go, and you're able to gather information, then you're opening yourself up to a whole new field of learning. And you can actually learn from the person that's in front of you. you know. But if you, if you have an expectation of a positive and negative, you may, you may warp that learning. Or you allow for disappointment. And that disappointment just overwhelms you. You know, it just overwhelms you. You, you, and how you're not successful in, in, in business. So people like they start a business and they go into like this one guy had a bagel shop and he had this one guy that was a great worker. And I said, man, you finally got a good worker. He goes, yeah, but he's stealing from me. <laughs> you know, he's a good worker, but he's right, stealing right, right. from me. He goes, you know how hard it is to find workers? The bad workers don't steal from me, but they're horrible. And I got this good worker, they're stealing from me, but he's great, and the people love him, and he gets the job done. I said, so I said, are you going to fire him? He goes, no, I'm just not going to give him a raise. <laughs> I can calculate what he's stealing from me, and it's okay. I'm going to keep him because he's good at what he does. And it's, that was horrible. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and so why is he stealing from him? Well, the reason he's stealing from him is because I'm bringing business in. I should have a part of this business. So he also feels in his mind that this business is being successful because I'm here. So I should be able to take a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. And that's just us conning ourselves. Right. So instead, he knows that he's stealing from him. It's funny. I, I never he heard him. But he lets him. He says, I would give this guy a $200 raise a week, but he's stealing about $200 a week from me. So I just don't give him the raise. And he's just happy thinking he's getting over on me. And I went, well, that just blew my mind. <laughs> you know, like, I've never heard business like that before. And he goes, yep, that's, that's it. It's just hard to go into business to get people to follow what it is that you're doing and that avenue of success, you know. Um, and it's pretty interesting, uh, how that came around. So expectations, I feel, can be um, can be letdowns in both ways. You know, if you go in with low expectations or have low expectations of yourself, then you're 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 always um, I don't know what, what would be the words. You're you're always you're not confident about anything that you do. Right. And you could become a tyrant. You know, you could become nasty and irritable and, and just, just you know, putting other people down to make yourself look good, you know, uh, and that's not good either, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you need to have a balance. To me, the balance is coming on with a new piece of paper, blank. Then when you leave, 
you gather that information, you take it, and you amalgamate it into yourself, into your being, and you could present it in any way you want, in business, in performance, and anything that you do. And you may not be that guy that packs up his guitar and runs out the door because you had an expectation of, I'm better than everybody here in this room. I sing already and I make money. But you're singing things in your key. When you have to come out of your key and sing in somebody else's key, where there's fluctuations and differently, you didn't do so well. You know? Thank you for listening to The Way of Violent Realization. If you'd like to see or hear more, you can check out the website, systemswithinsystems.com. We have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page that you find the links for. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to our email, sws.kungfu at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you.